listening to Self-Publishing Journeys, the weekly podcast for all new and aspiring self-published authors. Stand by for tips, resources, hints, and practical techniques to help you on your own self-publishing journey. Meet indie authors at different stages of their writing careers and hear how they manage to get their own books published and making sales. For show notes, web links, and useful resources, please head to selfpublishingjourneys.com. But now, it's time for this week's interview. Here's your show host, self-published author and digital marketer, Paul Teague. There are several software tools that I use in order to write my books, and my favourite for plotting and planning is one called Novel Factory. When I wrote my first trilogy, I made notes in Google Drive, but I learned pretty quickly that I was going to have to find a better way to manage my planning. Then I discovered Novel Factory, and I use this to map out the entire Grid trilogy, which is my second trilogy. Well, my special guest today is Katia Kane, the creator of the Novel Factory software. Katia is also a writer. Welcome to the podcast, Katia. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hi. Now, where did the idea for the Novel Factory came from? Because when I use this software, I'm thinking this has been created by a writer, surely. Yeah, exactly. It was what I wanted when I started writing my first novels, uh, because I just found that I had all my notes all over the place. And I'm basically a an organized person trapped in a disorganized person's <laughs> body. So I want everything to be perfectly organized, but I just never do it while I'm actually writing or taking notes and things like that. So I wanted something that would take care of that for me. And also the theory was another side of it, where I spent a lot of time reading theory books find, and articles online and finding out all that stuff, but it was never there when I needed it. And I thought there must be a way of getting, you know, organizing this information so that, you know, the point at which I'm developing characters, I'm presented with the article on how to develop characters, for example. That is one of the many things I love about the software is that there are little question mark icons all over the place. And when you click on those, there's amazing information just at the point when you want it. Now, normally you'd have to go digging for that all over the Internet, but it's there. And that's what made me think this has been done by a writer who knows exactly when you need this stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're very detailed articles, too. So how have you compiled that information? It feels like a compilation of best practice. Yeah, I mean, it's really just my, you know, sort of my personal opinion on everything I've read, compiling that all together. And I have a bit of teaching background as well. So I've tried to put that into play and how to present the information in different ways with examples and exercises in some cases as well. So when you came up with the the idea of the software, did you have an idea of what you wanted it to be for writers? Is it a one-stop shop kind of software or is it uh, something slightly different from that? Uh, Yes, I guess I would like it to be uh, a complete program that that would be the only thing you would need to use eventually. I do think it's got a bit of a way to go before it does that. But I, I made it because it was what I wanted and I needed. So that's always the driving force. So I continue to always use it to write my novels in. Um, so I continue to see other things and other features that I would like it to do. And as I develop as a writer as well, it becomes more advanced and more complex. Did you base it on your own writing experiences or has it become a bit of a hybrid of your wants and desires for writing and other people as they fed back into the software yeah we definitely put in features that people suggest um and that has informed how i've developed it and also you know how i write myself sometimes but it's very much my process that i've developed um 
Because when I started writing, I just thought, there's just, it's just the blank page and I got some ideas, but it just seems so wasteful to just sit down and try and write and just, you know, let all the ideas fall out where they will, because that's not going to end up structured. I thought there must be rules of thumb. There must be things that, you know, you could follow to make this more streamlined and efficient. And, uh, and that's really the sort of core principle behind it. I use the software for planning. I, I use Scrivener for writing and I have your software. I have two screens when I write. So I have yeah. your software always on my right hand screen. And I, I love it because I map out all my characters and my plots in there. And as I'm typing away in Scrivener, I can refer backwards and forwards. And it yeah. just saved my, saves my life on so many occasions because it's just always there. I particularly like the way with the characters that I can pull in images. I find that very useful. I, I find film stars who match my character descriptions and it really helps me to picture that. Is that feedback you've had a lot from people? Uh, yes, definitely. People have said also, particularly the ability to add multiple pictures, because there may be other things that allow you to add one, uh, but you may need more than one. And I'm certainly a very visual person. So I, I just find it really helpful to find pictures that you can use as inspiration and for little details that you might not think of yourself. I want to talk through the, the screens that you get within the software. Now, it's a downloadable software. Yeah. And um, interestingly, a little, little tip, I don't know whether anybody else uses this, but I, I always save my files into my Dropbox folder. Is that best practice? Is that something you'd advise? Um, yes, I, that's actually what I do as well. I save it into the Dropbox. And then you know it's always there just in case because it's so valuable by the time you finish the book, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, even losing a couple of hours work hurts so badly. So losing days or, I mean, I can't even, I don't even want to think about the idea of losing the whole novel. But the, um, the software does provide some backup as well. Yes. Let's talk about the tabs. If we could just work through the tabs then. And yep. we'll start with the planning tab, first of all. Could you just talk us through that and what that allows us to do? So I'm assuming that people listening to this interview don't know about Novel Factory. Sure. And we'll just talk them through what you've built into it to allow them to write books more easily. Yeah, so it does also, um, I mean, there's an optional kind of roadmap, uh, which you can open or close depending on how much guidance you want. Um, and that takes you through step by step from the a kernel of an idea through to the finished thing. Um, and the first tab uh, is for planning, which talks you through first a premise so that would be just a single line which defines the really key parts of your novel including character protagonist disaster that kind of thing and then once you've got that then it takes you the next step which is to expand that into a skeleton and we include a few templates which we've actually added to recently um, including the hero's journey and a mystery template and a romance novel template which gives you the story beats that are common in those kind of genres um, so that helps you make sure you've got all of the elements that are going to make the story feel like it has a good arc that develops and then reaches a decent climax. Uh, and then following on from that is the short synopsis, which is, again, just an expansion of the skeleton. It's always, there's very much a pattern of starting with something simple and clean so you can really define it and then adding 
detail. I guess like many other writers, I, I started writing, then realised I needed to learn and I've immersed myself in other podcasts and audios and books. Yeah. And what I found with your planning system and the, the advice that you give there, it's very much like books like The Story Grid. Um, the, the, I'm hearing that the hero's journey and these phrases repeated so many times in my learning. And when I discovered Novel Factor, I thought, do you know what, if I had just had this in the first place, yeah. it, it would have all been there pulled together. It is an incredibly useful resource. Presumably, this is a, an amalgamation of all your learning too and your journey through that process. Exactly. And, and I've tried to make it as concise as possible as well, because, you know, I have a, a pile of books as long as my arm that I've read. But that's the thing. You want only the key bits of information uh, condensed as much as possible at the right time. Let's move to the next tab, which is characters. Um, just talk us through that panel and the idea behind it, if you would. Um, yeah, so when I was trying to gather all the notes for characters before I had this software, I found that uh, I always wanted to get some basic information and some questions and that kind of thing. And I was ending up copying and pasting the questions, copying and pasting the prompts, and then having to you know, forgetting to keep a master one. So then I had to go and delete all the, you know, specific data and all that. So this is just a set of forms. So it's got all the right questions uh, in the right places and you can just fill in all the answers from the prompts without having to remember the questions or, yeah, as I say, messily delete and keep all the, all the files in the right folders and things like that. And it really helps you to keep your characters three-dimensional too. The other ridiculous thing I find as a writer, I'm sure you'll agree with this, is you get so far through a book and you think, what was their hair colour or what was their Absolutely, eye colour? It's just ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? And you... That's one of my worst things, yeah. Just I can't remember all those details for multiple characters and also the, you know, the locations and things like that. So it's really useful to have it to hand, you know, just a few clicks away, you can just check. Locations, actually, that's the next tab, was, was another one that I found really handy. Um, I, again, this is something I've learned from, from reading around and hearing about best practice. I find it wonderful to bring photographs in of my locations and then to put notes in and details when you're creating worlds, because I'm writing in science fiction. Yeah. I love that. Could you just talk us through what's available in that locations tab? Yeah, so that's a bit simpler than the characters. But again, it's got space for sort of the name of the location and description. Um, and as well as uh, allowing you to add multiple pictures, which I agree, I just find really inspiring to use artists' pictures as well as photographs, because there's just so much more in real life than you can ever, um, you know, you can ever imagine just sitting at a desk. Um, but also, there's uh, sections for the different senses, so sight, sound, smells, tastes and sensations. Cause I think it's nice to look at each of those deliberately for the location. All of this, I think, forces you into creating more of a three-dimensional book. When, exactly, when, more texture. Absolutely. And at the beginning of your writing journey, when actually just getting from A to B, you know, writing a book is, is a massive challenge. Yeah. It's almost like having a... A teacher, and a, a, a considerate teacher, rather than looking at the end of their nose at you, just prompting yeah. you and reminding you to, yeah. to think in three dimensions when you're writing. And making sure that you're not leaving any gaps. For example, you know, if someone is kind of a visual person, they may never describe the smells or the tastes. Um, so having that prompt makes you think about that, which, you know, makes it more balanced. And also with things like tastes, it then makes you think about, well, what kind of food would be in this location? And food can be another thing that really helps to build the world and the atmosphere and, uh, and even move the plot sometimes. 
Yeah, it, just, it guides you along the way from locations to scenes then. Just explain yeah. scenes and how they work. So this is sort of the area that you spend most of your time in once you start with the manuscript. Um, it has a function to generate the scenes from the extended synopsis. So uh, it just takes each sentence and creates a scene. Or I mean, you can adjust that, you know, a little bit. Um, and then within the scenes, uh, it allows you to put in different drafts and work all the way up from scene blocking to final draft. So again, it's just an extension of starting with an outline and then just adding more and more detail and making it more and more perfect until it's, you know, really ready to go. And the scenes panel also includes and pulls together what I consider the key information that you need to keep in mind when you're writing your scene, keep your back. So it has the synopsis. Uh, it also has the uh, goal to decision cycle, uh, which we probably won't go into too much detail, but it's uh, to keep um, uh, the objectives of each of your characters or each of your scenes going and on a good track. I think it helps to keep you from just meandering around and having a lot of scenes that don't really have a strong purpose and don't keep the story moving forward. The other thing that um, I hadn't realised, actually, when I, I had to dig around, and, and this, I think, is a great idea because it is a problem. The next tab, you're into submissions. You've, you've got a, a system within your software for managing submissions, and I'm, I'm not aware of other softwares that do that. And currently, I have mine on an Excel spreadsheet, which is less yeah. than satisfactory. Can you talk us through that submissions area, the thinking behind that? Yeah, again, it was just because that was what I wanted um, to keep track of submissions because I had an Excel spreadsheet, but then I had another one and then I had another one and then I couldn't remember which one, you know, and who I'd sent what to. Um, so I just wanted something a little bit more uh, consistent to keep track of submissions. Uh, and yeah, the kind of status of each of them and how, how long it, it had been. So I wasn't searching through emails or, or yeah, trying to manually keep track of things in Excel. Basically, having to manually keep track of things is something I want to avoid as much as possible. And the great thing about this is that, or the way I use it, I don't know whether this is the way I'm supposed to use it, but I create a separate story file. So my stories are all in separate files for Novel Factory. Yeah. So then you can track the submissions for each story and everything stays nicely in one file. Your notes, your plans, everything. Is that, is that the yeah. idea of it? Yeah, I mean, that's how I use it. Yeah, I have uh, one novel file per novel or per story, as you say. I love it because it is like um, it's like opening presents. I keep finding um, new, <laughs> new levels and depths to it. So um, it, that's it, great. And we do um, we do keep adding new features as well, particularly as people request them. So you know, I, I like to think that people kind of like you say find new presents every now and then as well. Yeah, so it's very much an evolving software. So if people do use the software, they can feed back to you. And you will. Uh, do you have a development plan or something like that for it? We do. We have a wish list um, and we put them in different priorities depending on um, whether they're sort of really obstructing people or, or whether lots of different people have requested the same kind of feature or whether it just sounds really exciting. <laughs> OK, Let, let's continue our movement along those tabs then in the software. Um, we've got resources next. What's the resources area for? Yeah, so that's for... Um, 
when you do research, you're bound to find links to different um, websites and pages. So that's just somewhere where you can very quickly add the links and add a little uh, detail so you can keep track of all those links. The resources and the notes section, we're looking at developing a lot more um, to allow people to add uh, more sort of different types of uh, resources as well as just links. At the moment, it's pretty basic and you really can just add links to websites. We're, we're already looking at planning and I've been experimenting with other apps and doing a bit of research to find the best way. But I agree. I think we've at the moment we have two tabs, the resources and the notes. And in the next uh, iteration, we're looking to merge those and make it much more flexible. Wow. You, I mean, you'll really be away when you've got that. Just, let, just talk us through the notes because we haven't specifically mentioned that yet. What, what do you use the notes for? Yeah, so again, whenever I'm writing, um, I am constantly thinking, oh, right, I've done that, so I need to add that in later, or I might find a section that doesn't fit in uh, a section of prose that doesn't fit in a particular scene, but I don't want to completely lose it. So if that happens, then I'll just slap it in one of these notes to look at later. And then when I'm not mid-flow of writing a draft, I'll come back to these notes and just work my way through them. Another fabulous thing about the software. Now, again, um, I, I unfortunately can't use this, but this would force me, because I love your statistics, which is on the next tab. I think your statistical uh, yeah. breakdown is fabulous. Um, could, you, could you talk us through what that allows you to do? Because um, I know I, I use this function in, in Scrivener, but I think yours is better, actually. Um, yes. it, it, you know, Word count and, and amount of time written writing and things like that fantastic data what does yours do yeah it's quite visual as well which appeals to me rather than just kind of flat numbers um so yeah it's just for tracking progress because writing a novel is such a huge endeavor uh and even if you do quite a lot of work every day it doesn't feel like very much in the big picture so i really like this because it shows you if you're on track towards your set date so yes so you would say set a target finish date and your estimated number of words for how long you think your novel is going to be and then the novel factory will automatically count how many words you've written every day and give you a line graph which shows your projection and then your actual progress in like a little squiggly line and it's just immensely satisfying to keep the little squiggly line above the guideline and to just watch it moving towards that target. It's sad to say, but actually we do need those incentives as writers, don't we? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm big on targets and t you know, ticking things off when I've achieved them. And I, I think that's a really good motivator, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That would encourage me away from Scrivener, I think, for, for writing. The, um, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this. The reason I use Scrivener is because I am a bit of a geek and I self-publish and I can actually you know, I can export my files as Mobis and, and, and all sorts of different file types. Is that an aspiration for Novel Factory, that being able to do everything, export as all sorts of different files? Yeah, absolutely. And it is something we've looked into uh, and it's just it is quite complicated to get it to to get it right and to do it really reliably so it's definitely something we want to look at um and when i when we started developing the software it, it is it you know it's much more focused on the novel itself and the submissions have it is helpful but i think uh, we'd like to also develop a little bit more information for self-publishing as obviously that area is growing and becoming so much more uh, a major part of the industry, I think that needs to be in there, you know, and addressed. And obviously having exports to the correct formats is a major part of that. As a self-publisher, I haven't frankly found anything that does 
the whole job uh, perfectly. I have all sorts of different softwares on my uh, computer which allow me to can change this to that and this to that, and and, and mm. the, it just feels to me like we're we're waiting for one thing that does does it all. It's, yeah, that uh, you could just click a button. Yeah, we're not quite there yet, are we? I don't think. But um, I, I, as I've, I've already said, I love novel factory for planning for note taking you know for characters for locations i loved it the minute i saw it bought it straight away i didn't even do the seven day trial it is a seven day trial isn't it for yours yeah. Yeah, yeah um i didn't even wait till the seven days i just thought yeah that's what i want and i, and I bought it so i am a an enthusiast and i i am going to use it even more the next time because I pantsed it on the last well i didn't pants it i half pantsed it on the la- last trilogy <laughs> and yeah. then got in a fix um, and I think you've kind of got to get into that fix once probably as a writer to know that you never want to get in that position again. Yeah, well, I mean, as you can probably tell by the kind of level of detail that I've put into planning and formalising the plan, I just don't understand pantses at all. Like, just the very thought of them gets me gives me cold sweats. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I've come to realise, though, you see, is you could use um, a piece of software like yours um, and you, 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 you know, you can really have the structure and the bare bones, the skeleton, as you described it, of, of the book. But that doesn't mean that you've got the book half written before you even start. It just means that it guides you gently on your way. And I, I get that now as a previous pantser. I get the value of that now. But it doesn't mean that I've got to have the whole thing half written before I even sit down. That was what no. I was worried about, you see. I see what you mean. No, and, and I think a lot of people worry about that, that the 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 um, sense of discovery will be lost and they won't be able to enjoy uh, discovering the story as they're writing it. But I certainly find that I plan and plan and plan and then so much changes while I'm writing each of the drafts as I learn what the characters might do or I figure out that something that I did in my plan is physically or logically impossible and you make changes. And I, I try to go back to update my plan and make sure the overview still works as well um yes with each draft the story evolves so much that feeling of emergence while you're writing is the Mm. excitement and the enjoyment for me and that's why I guess I had always had a plan I had a rough plan but um I I get the value of it now it's pretty frightening to get to the end of a trilogy to think I'm not quite sure how I'm going to pull this together now Uh, (laughs) and I ain't going to do that again so that was a lesson learned as far as I'm concerned yeah and so I I will be using the software in even greater detail uh, next time so it's great to hear that you've got uh, a roadmap and that people can, can feed into the software. What kind of feedback do you get from writers who are using it? Is it, is it well received? Yeah, um, we, we get really lovely feedback, actually, from our users. We quite often get people writing to us just saying how much they love it, you know, like yourself, enthusiasts, which is just really, really good to hear because it, you know, it kind of shows us that we're on the right track and it's meeting the needs that, that I wanted it to meet. Um, and yeah, we get requests for new features, different features to do with characters. Um, and some of the, in some ways, I'd like to make it much more customizable so that people don't need to ask for a particular thing that, you know, if they, ha- if they want it, they can just add it themselves, which would be obviously much easier and would make it meet more people's requirements. And another selling point is, is that it's very cheap, I, I think, yeah. for software. It's about, 20, about £25. I've rounded that up, but it's, what is it yeah. selling at at the moment? It's, it's yeah, that's about right, twenty four ninety nine, I think. Yes, it's about, yes, 25 if you think 25 But it's, I mean, that's very cheap for a piece of software, and it's a one-time payment as well. Yeah, we think it's pretty reasonable. I mean, we wanted it to be affordable, um, and yeah, 
we just felt that that was the right price, yeah. The other thing yeah. I want to compliment you on too, and I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm being very effusive about this. I, I'm enjoying I, I, this greatly. Well, I know, I know. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, I your website's great too? Um, I love the website that goes around the software as well. Uh, there's, it's just so informative. I would say to people, even if you don't like the software. Look at the website, you know, because there's a load of stuff on there. Um, so oh, with the articles as yeah, well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, I mean, um, my company was originally web design. Um, and as I said, I had a, a teaching background. So I kind of enjoy trying to define things and teach them. And it's, it's, they're useful reference articles for myself as well, because I'm quite forgetful. So... Uh, you know, I'll draw together a lot of resources and then if I can summarize them in a way that makes sense to me, then I can refer back to them myself as well. And, you know, why not share that if it's useful for other people? What we haven't talked about very much so far is the fact that you're a writer um, yourself. So it's a writer having created a writing software. Can you tell me a little bit about what you write and how long you've been writing? Yeah, um, I guess like a lot of writers, I would say that I've been writing since I was very young. I probably wrote my first story when I was about 10 or 11 or something like that. And uh, I'm sure that was terribly structured and made absolutely no sense, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and I would say I started writing more earnestly about six or seven years ago, trying to develop a habit of writing every day. Uh, I wrote my first novel thinking that when I'd written the first draft, that was, you know, the hard bit over. I have since learned how naive that was. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I write fantasy. I've written a children's fantasy novel and I'm working on a young adult fantasy now. Perhaps it'll be an adult one next. Um, yeah, uh, I have also had a bash at a crime novel because, uh, as you probably know, writing fantasy and sci-fi there's so much to think about, so much detail with the world building. It's like nothing's free. So I thought I would have a break from fantasy, write something in the real world and see how that went. It's and interesting. It was, mm. it was a really interesting exercise. I did enjoy it. But as soon as I, well, you know, even before I finished it, I realized that I just loved the fantasy so much. And that was the genre that I absolutely wanted to write in. So it was a great learning experience to teach me about what I really wanted to do as well. Uh, how, do you, how do you publish? Are you self-published? Are you formally published? No, not yet. Um, I've had a few successes in, um, you know, anthologies, things like that. Um, but I have been going the, or attempting to go the traditional route so far, um, I, I am hearing a lot more about self-publishing and I do think it's definitely becoming a, a more common route for people to go down. But my, uh, my main reluctance is because it, it feels like there's an awful lot of work to do in the marketing to do it properly. Uh, and I'm so busy with the writing. I just don't, at the moment, I don't feel I would have the time to invest in the marketing to make it a success. Yes, yes. And what's, what have your experiences been of traditional publishing? Have you gone through the the endless agent submissions and things like that? Yeah, I've uh, submitted my children's fantasy novel to uh, maybe up to a dozen uh, agents. And I have had some positive feedback from that. I had one full manuscript request and I had a few personalised, you know, positive rejections, but no further yet. Mm, okay, and you've had um, some competition success, I think. You know, being very modest about, shortlisted for a short story competition prize, the H. E. Bates sto short story competition. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that was just a fun little sort of 
fairy tale with a twist. Um, and yeah, I was included in an anthology with a horror story as well. And both of those stories, I think, are now available on my blog. Um, so, yeah, some success. Well, that's fabulous achievements, I would say. I, I, I'm interested that um, as somebody who's created this this wonderful software, and it's interesting as a self-publisher, I, I love love the software. It's very useful for me. I'm interested that you haven't gone further along the self-publishing line. You're obviously quite uh, technical. Um, mm. You know, the all the eMobi files and the... You know the the EPUB, the Mobi files, all of that stuff won't confuse you. So, really, not even considering self-publishing. I am I am considering it more. I have to say, um, but I I think a big problem is it's hard enough to find the time to write. You know, with a, a job and a young child, uh, trying to write a novel takes all of my time at the moment. So I just haven't had the time to analyze self-publishing and if I do it you know I would really want to do it properly and make sure I know what I'm doing and there's a lot more work to do there perhaps I'll have to write the roadmap for that next <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it, it certainly is a, a full-time job you do need a, to do a lot of things I, I agree with you, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm constantly thinking I need to be outsourcing this I need to be outsourcing this so um yes I I, I agree with you um I don't think either route is the perfect route probably um, no it, it I agree has its struggles doesn't it I think and challenges how do you write? Are you a, do you write to a quota or do you just have to fit it in when you can around family life? Um, the main rule I have is that I write every day except Sunday. Uh, and I actually say I, I am not allowed to write on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's the only absolute rule. Other than that, I'm lucky enough to be able to put aside a few hours every day for writing at the moment. And then I just try to fill in extra time in the evenings and weekends when I can. Fantastic. And then in terms of your crime novel then, is that finished now or is it in progress? Uh, that's finished, but I don't know uh, if it's any good. <laughs> <laughs> how, how will you find that out? Just by submissions or do you have uh, beta readers or a group, a team of people who could read for you? Yeah, I have a, a writing group, actually, with, um, yeah, really quite talented writers in it. So I can get feedback from them. Um, and I would definitely consider paying for a professional feedback service as well. Um, but because it's the crime novel, because I'm working on this other novel now, it's just impossible to get everything done. Yeah, so your plans, the plans with this crime novel then are to, to submit eventually? Possibly, possibly. I think I'd like to get some professional feedback on it first to let me know whether it's really got legs. How did you find the the, the difference? You said there was a big difference between fantasy uh, living in an imaginary world and living in the re- real world. Yeah. You... Well, with, with the crime novel as well, I based it uh, in Leeds or I set it in Leeds, which is where I live. Um, so it was just kind of wonderful to say, OK, she's going to walk down the street. What can she see? And I can, you know, I can say, well, that that's what's there. Whereas in the fantasy novel, when a character's walking down the street, everything has to come from my imagination. And obviously it's fed from my travels. It's fed from different cultures. But, you know, it's always trying to give it a unique flavor and a unique twist and something that's going to kind of delight the reader's imagination. Uh, yeah, whereas in the real world, it's just a lot more straightforward. And what are your aspirations as a writer? Are you somebody who wants to write in a series or are you doing one-offs? Do you want films or a TV series? Where, where are you heading with your writing? 
Yes, all of that, please. <laughs> all of it now, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think my aspiration is to, to make enough money to be able to buy a house, a turret, from which I can do the rest of my writing. <laughs> I think you and a million other writers, I think, for yep. the sound of it, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, because I think a lot of writers now are thinking cinematically yeah. uh, when they're right. They're thinking, uh, why do you think that is? Is that because we've just been brought up with a film culture now? I don't know. I mean, I've had comments about my writing that it is very cinematic and visual as well. So it's interesting you say that. Um, Like I've said earlier, I I think I'm a very visual person. I like to see the scene. And when I write, it's very um, it's very much exactly what's happening rather than a more uh, more of an overview, which is how some other people write with lots of different layers at the same time. Mine's very sort of step by step specific, (laughs) like my process. Um, so I, I guess we might be influenced by the fact that we see so many movies and a lot of the most popular books are turned into movies as well, aren't they? Yeah, yes, yeah, of yeah. course, they come as a package, don't they, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Um, I also want to explore, you mentioned um, young adult as well. Um, I, I, I've written young adult and I think it's quite a difficult uh, section to target. I'm a bit lost as to how to target it, really. <laughs> What's your philosophy with that, with getting the book out to the right kind of people? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I think I just, uh, I tend to write the story and then think, you know, what's the feel of it? What kind of group is this going to be aimed at? And that's, that's how I, that's how I approach it. Um, I did read quite a few popular young adult novels as well as research to see what was there. Um, but what I generally found was it has to have a love triangle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's necessarily true. And I think, you know, people might be getting a bit tired of that, but that definitely seems to be a theme. I'm big on, you know, divergence of the Hunger Games, I guess, and uh, Maze Runner are all very, very big. And I mean, they've done brilliantly, haven't they, at the cinema? um, It's amazing to have a franchise like that as a writer, I think. Absolutely. I mean, I I adore The Hunger Games. I mean, that's the book I wish I'd written. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, Diversion as well, I think is excellent. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, Let's come back to the the software then, in in closing. Um, You've heard how enthusiastic I am about Novel Factory. Um, A lot of new writers listening to this podcast, people who are just starting out and probably just finding their way probably a lot of them will be writing in word like most of us start with and if i were to say to you give me a dragon's den pitch for novel factory what what, what's in it for people who don't know about it what would you say uh yeah well i would say for people who are starting out it gives you a framework and a step-by-step guide that you can use as closely you know as you like you don't have to follow it there's nobody standing behind you you know with a whip um but it it just helps hold your hand through the process the first time so you can learn the craft as you're writing your first novel and for me it's all about streamlining and efficiency and productivity absolutely and for more experienced writers also, you know, you can just throw away the roadmap, don't bother with it, and just use the software and the different tabs to keep track of all your notes in the right place exactly when you want them. And we have a free trial. Where can we go online to find out more about the software? Yeah, it's at www.novel-software.com. And as you say, there's a seven-day fully functioning trial and you can save uh you can you can use the software to do all your planning and then if you decide before the time is up that you actually don't want the software you can export all of that into word so it won't be lost if you if you actually enter your real information in there 
Well, thank you very much for building the software. I'm personally very grateful to you. It's really helped me. So th thank you for that. I think thank it's you. a brilliant resource. Congratulations on that. Um, good luck with your writing. And thank you very much for taking time to speak to us on the podcast today. I really thank appreciate you. it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week. <laughs>